Guys, we have to do something different. We ready? Yay, yay! When you're right, you're right. I'm just a publicist. What the f*** do I know? Are you going to the gym today? Yes, we, we do, do need the doubling line. We be clubbing? AIC Hotel Group Productions. Yeah, just send an email to payroll. We be clubbing? You can go home now. Oh, boy. I'm just trying to reach gold status. We be this job sucks. Welcome to the This Job Sucks podcast. I am here with AIC Hotel Group. For those of you who don't know, AIC Hotel Group actually came from the all-inclusive collection who premiered the first ever all-inclusive Hard Rock Hotels in Mexico and Dominican Republic, as well as the first ever Hard Rock Golf Clubs. Now we've expanded our brand. We've added in Eden Rock Miami Beach. Nobu Miami Beach, as well as luxury all-inclusive Unico 2087. And welcome back to the This Job Sucks podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jimenez, here in the This Job Sucks studios in sunny Miami, Florida. Today, we are doing something a little bit different. We are changing it up. We take your questions, ladies and gentlemen, with two of our industry experts here. And in studio, we have Dana Basiri, who you've met previously on our uh, this do it for the gram part two. So our PR director, and then of course Talia. Talia, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello, everybody. My name is Talia, and I am the corporate social media manager for AIC Hotel Group. And what does that mean? That means that I'm basically in charge of every single Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for our company. I oversee everything that has to do with social media for every single property we have. So in case you don't know what that means, she runs this. All right. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what I do. That's what I'm talking about. So you you two are our foremost experts here on social media. And we've gathered some questions from our lovely travel advisors, uh, questions that they weren't sure about, questions they had some questions about, things they were uh, trying to solidify in their own businesses. So first off the bat from Amanda Clark, Robert Q. Travel Woodstock, she asks... LinkedIn versus Instagram, what content works best on each platform? And I think this goes across the board of all different social media. So if you want to hit on the different platforms. Sure. Um, so starting off with LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn is not as social of a platform as the rest of them. It's actually more of a business to business platform. So if you're interested in, interested, sorry, in growing your business among other business and showing validity, then that's what LinkedIn, sorry, is for. Um, and yeah, um, I think the one thing to keep in mind for LinkedIn, as Tilia mentioned, it's definitely business to business. Think of LinkedIn as a digital space for you to network. So if you're going to like a net networking event, exchanging business cards, LinkedIn is really for you to um, connect with like-minded professionals, connect with other people within the travel industry, you know, obviously if that's the industry you're in, um, connect with hoteliers, partners, whoever it might be. And then with LinkedIn also, you kind of have two aspects of it. You have your LinkedIn page and that's really your online resume. It's really a space to show off, you know, how valid of a professional you really are. And then also, if you want to share content on LinkedIn, keep in mind that it, since it is business to business, you know, you're sharing things that are not speaking directly to consumers. But let's say you're an agent who might have been quoted in, you know, a Travel Weekly article, then that's a great piece of content to share on your LinkedIn. Yeah, I think it's a place where people check your 
like you said, your resume, your, your credentials. But for those agents that are looking to get into corporate incentive groups, it might also a great place to network and perhaps connect with administrative assistants, with uh, you know HR managers, people who would be putting on corporate and incentive Definitely. groups. So it's just another way to look at it. So to me, I think there's, like you said, there's the, the personal resume version mm-hmm. of the LinkedIn. And then you have your business page which is where people will check you out, see what your credentials are. They'll eventually end up on your personal page, but on that business page is where you're going to put that relevant information right. for, you know, oh, I have did this huge, you know, I did 800 rooms to Hard Rock Punta Cana, and people will be like, okay, this person obviously can handle a large group, so maybe that that would be appropriate for me. So now let's move over to Instagram. What kind of content would be best on Instagram? I know we touched on it a little bit in our last podcast, um, Do It For The Gram part dose so instagram is pretty much all visual and that's what we really want to focus on when it comes to content you want to focus on that visual aspect you really want to sell the dream to the people you want to sell the vacation to them show them all the different aspects of a resort if that's what you're promoting if you're promoting vacation show activities show from the perspective of the consumer because that's what people want to see they want to live the experience through the eyes of your instagram account so that's what's important when it comes to instagram make sure that your visuals are strong and that you're selling that vacation experience to them. So everything, make sure that it looks pretty, that it's aligned with your aesthetic, etc. That's what I would say you should really focus on when it comes to Instagram. All right. What if you don't have an aesthetic? What if your aesthetic is hard rock t-shirt and jeans? So aesthetic necessarily doesn't mean that you have to have everything very organized or that you have to have a specific color. Aesthetic just means that when it, when somebody goes to your Instagram, they need to be able to see the same type of content throughout. Whether you do that through color design, whether you do that through content design, that's completely up to you. But that's what we mean by aesthetic. You want to make sure that if you want to focus, let's say, on the travel experience, that that's what you're showing. If you want to focus on the bridal experience, then that's what you're showing. And you can choose how you do that. You can choose what best represents your own business. But that's what we mean by aesthetic. It doesn't have to be something really clean. It doesn't have to be something really popular. It has to be something that really represents you. So that's the idea that they get. Yeah, I think that's something that we touched on with Heather Christopher in that episode where she doesn't have a... uh, a, a, plat, uh, a specific template for her page. It's not a curated page, but it's all aimed at the same audience. So you're always going to receive similar content. It doesn't necessarily have to be the same colors. Um, it's like if you look at the This Job Sucks page, it's beautifully curated. Uh, and it's just a different idea of a different take on the same idea. So. Exactly. Curating pages is not necessarily the easiest thing. So if you're not comfortable with that, just focus on your content. Make sure that your content is constantly up to date with what you want to show and that everything makes sense to you. As long as it makes sense to you, it'll make sense to your followers and it'll show them who you are and what you're all about. All right. I like that. Yeah, I think just to touch on that, it all ties back to your brand, right? So your aesthetic is really who you are as a brand visually. Um, your brand voice and while content what's a brand voice it really your brand voice is your identity your brand identity who you are as a brand I mean an easy point of reference is if you go to our Unico page and you look through the page and through the copy it looks and sounds very different than a hard rock page for example so as long as you're just consistent with that and that goes the same to, you know, LinkedIn and Instagram, even though you have different audiences on each platform, even though you're sharing different types of content on each platform. With LinkedIn, you're representing your own personal professional brand. So you have to stay true to that. Yeah. 
All right, I like that. I like that. Now, what about some of the other social media platforms? Um, for Facebook, is it it's going to be a similar to a uh, Instagram? Is it different? So, like we said, Facebook is similar because you want to continue your brand voice throughout. I think defining brand voice is one of the most important things you can do on social media. That's something that's really important because then you can kind of mix and match the content. With Facebook and Instagram, the difference is going to be the type of follower that you get. Usually Instagram skews a little bit younger while Facebook skews a little bit older. So you can use the same type of content, but you can change up copy a little bit, for example, because you know maybe an older user will be interested in something different when it comes to than the younger user. And that's what you really have to focus on. I feel personally attacked. I am love Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I don't open Facebook unless it's for work. Like, it's not something that I check anymore. I don't check anybody else's posts. It's just strictly work for me. And Instagram is number one. All right, all right. Enough of that. Sorry. I open Facebook all the time. <laughs> all right. Jeez. Okay. Didn't know uh, this was going to be a personal attack on Dan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Um, now, as we move on, um, we're going to stick with LinkedIn questions. Okay. So this comes from uh, Christy Scott. Du Christy from Real Family Travels. Thank you, Christy, for your question. I'm sorry I can't pronounce your last name. Um, how do you market on LinkedIn and where do you find well, I guess I guess we covered the how do you market on LinkedIn. So I guess the the meat of this question would be where do you find the affluent consumer on social media? So it depends how you're really looking to find them. If you are on Facebook and you're launching an ad campaign, you can get very specific and actually target users who let's say you segment them by their interests or their hobbies so you can target someone who maybe is an avid shopper, um, someone who does things that require disposable income. Um, so that's one way. And then another way, which is kind of what we do on the hotel end from a PR and social media perspective, is we look to align ourselves with brands or partners who we know their audience is a little bit more affluent. So whether you are doing some sort of a co-op with someone, taking a look at their demographic and who their audience is, we can ask for things like household income. Um, and then, or even if we're looking to partner with influencers, really, we also look at that stuff and kind of look at the aspirational lifestyle that they're portraying, the type of content they're portraying. Um, so it can work in a few different ways. And don't sell out of your own pocketbook. That's something I, I like to reiterate. People, people tend to sell what they can afford, but you know, you can sell luxury vacations even if you're not taking them. Yeah, and don't be afraid to also go to Instagram, go to other accounts, and really look at the followers and see what they're saying. If you're trying to partner with somebody, go through all of their comments, go through the people that are following, the people that are clicking like, I know somebody, some people think it's a little bit stalkerish, but once in a while, you got to stalk a little <laughs> bit to get the information that you want. You so stalk a little bit. It's true. It. You got to stalk a little bit to get the information that you want. So if you're not entirely sure whether the person that you're partnering with has the the followers that you're looking for, or the type of consumer that you're looking for, look through their social, see who's replying, see what they're all about, and that should give you a really good idea of whether that customer is the right customer for you or not. Well, uh, speaking of partnering with people, um, one of the big questions that we got a couple times was about influencers and how to utilize influencers. Um, do you guys want to speak to influencers at all? 
So Dan is actually our influencer expert, but it's something that we work a little bit together. Um, when it comes to influencers, we get a lot of requests to work with us or we will reach for people necessarily. We're pretty old school, so we will actually go on Instagram ourselves and kind of find influencers to work with. We like to go through their comments, see who their users are, um, read kind of all of their comments, etc. But there are also other um, tools that you can go on and pay so they can tell you kind of what Instagram what Instagram user or influencer, sorry, is the best influencer for you. And you can really specify if you want a family influencer, they can give you kind of that information. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I actually enjoy the process of going through Instagram and looking for influencers. So, um, you know, when you go on someone's profile and you can hit that little arrow at the top of their profile and it'll suggest similar pages. So a lot of times I'll come across influencers that way or, you know, as with any industry or network, the influencer network is pretty small. So a lot of influencers follow one another, comment beneath one another's photos. So I'll sometimes find influencers that way. Um, other times I'll take a look at other brands that I think align well with ours. And it doesn't even have to be a similar hotel or a similar product, but it can be maybe a brand we've worked with who I know has a similar audience and I'll take a look and see what influencers they've partnered with. Um, I also just like so to Google. How would that translate? Sorry to interrupt, but how mm -hmm. would that translate to the, the travel advisor? I mean, you, you, you know, you're talking about other brands or how would a travel advisor find an influencer? And then just to follow up to that, is it about finding travel influencers or can they work with other types of influencers? Oh, not necessarily a travel influencer. We like to branch out and work with various types of influencers. So when we first started working with them, we did focus more so on travel influencers, but now we've expanded our reach to, let's say someone who's more of a, you know, Foodie influencer. Foodie influencer. Yes. Really, when we work with them, we'll make sure that they're hitting on our F&B content and food offerings at the hotels. Or we might focus on a family influencer who really just documents their overall family days in and day out, um, not necessarily traveling with the family. But this is where, if we go back to, to the point we touched on a second ago, is looking at the audience of that influencer. And if their audience matches up with our audience, then that's how we de determine that, okay, we're going in the right direction of this being a potential fit. And in Do It For The Grand Part Two, you mentioned micro-influencers. And yes. I feel like people think of influencers as these nine million follower people. But what I've been telling agents and working with them on is finding that local chef or that local uh, yoga teacher that has a following and doing an event with them, promoting Superbia with the chef and with the yoga, talking about all the things we have at Unico, working with uh, you know, family groups or mm -hmm. uh, you know, if somebody teaches a parenting class, they have a following. They can talk to other parents about these things. Doesn't need to be millions and millions of people. Couple thousand followers that uh, are loyal and listen to them, that's worth a lot more than somebody who posts your, your name once and doesn't really care about it. Definitely, and you wanna make sure that you're looking at their engagement. You want to make sure they have a tapped in and loyal audience, as you mentioned, so they don't have to have a million, two million followers. They can have 20,000 followers, 15,000 followers. Now, of course, what we offer them, we do have to calculate our ROI. We have to make sure that the reach is worth whatever it is we might be comping them, for example. 
But we can't discount the micro-influencers because at times they're sometimes even more effective than the larger ones, I would say. Yeah, sometimes even the larger influencers, you'll see that they have millions and millions of followers, but not necessarily have comments or as many likes. And that's a little bit of a red flag for us sometimes. That can say to you either their engagement is not that great, or sometimes influencers pay for followers, and that's just the reality, and that's something that we have to consider. So micro-influencers can be great for us because we know that even though their number of following is not that big, their engagement is constant, and we can see that. We can see that they're engaging with their customers. We can see that they're going back and forth. They're offering uh, answers to whatever comments they leave, and that to us is important because we know that whoever follows them will more than likely take their advice. So just to bring it all to a point, for influencers, work with them, utilize them. They don't have to be millions and millions of followers and utilize uh, and, and analyze their engagement because that really shows if they are an influencer. Well, as all of our advisors are growing their businesses, you know they're gonna, um, they are becoming influencers themselves. So uh, this question uh, from Emmy, shout out to Emmy, thank you for the questions. Um, do you, most people accept friend requests from anyone in the same industry? Um, you know, do you, you likely accept for business relations, but then do you really want to know, you know, what other people ate or their political views or more personal items like that? So do you just accept from anybody or should you be a little more cautious? I mean, we ca have to keep in mind that social media is exactly that. It's social. So yes, there's the possibility that people are following you because they want to know that aspect of your life. They want to know what you ate that day. They want to know about your political views. But for from me, my best advice for people is if you're going to have a uh, business related social media, make sure that it's actually set to business. So me personally, you know, I have my Instagram account and I know that people follow me, so I'm very careful as to what I post. That is my personal account and if they choose to follow me, then they're gonna see photos of my lovely dog and that's just the reality mm -hmm. of it. But if I want them to follow me business-wise, then, that, business then that's when I direct them to the hotel pages. So if you're gonna have social media that's gonna be geared towards your business, make sure that it's business, it's set up in the business form. And then if anybody else chooses to follow you on the personal side, then so be it, and they have to deal with the consequences kind of of what that means. Now, is it weird if you post nothing about your personal life? Is it all business? Not necessarily. I mean, some people like to do that, and I think to some people it works because their um, sense of self, their sense of being is kind of what sells them. You know, I know a lot of wedding photographers, for example, they're super involved and super social, meaning they'll record themselves a lot talking and they'll say a lot about themselves because they know that that will create a connection with a bride and the bride is more likely to want to work with them in the future. But there are some other people where that is not necessarily kind of how they sell their business. They don't sell their business through themselves. So they rather keep that part private. It's it's completely up to you what you choose to do with your social media. All right. I like that. Um, now, when it comes to the platforms, I think you've made your uh, preference known here <laughs> with the Instagram. <laughs> but uh, I'll ask it anyways. This comes from uh, Melissa Esposito by, uh, from Vacations by Melissa. So thanks for the question, Melissa. Appreciate you. Um, what is the best platform to focus on right now? Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest? Um, you know, we're trying to figure out what, where should agents be, where should their business pages be, where should they be focusing? 
So there's actually no right answer to what the best page is. I prefer Instagram, but for me on a personal note, business-wise, if I were to have a business social, then I have to focus on who my consumer is and where they kind of really gear towards. If my consumer prefers Instagram, if they're um, a younger generation that really just wants to see visuals, then I focus on Instagram. If I am a wedding consultant or you know I, speci- I specify on wedding travel, then I would go on Pinterest because I know that brides go on Pinterest all the time and that's where they look for inspiration. So you really have to take a moment and look at who your consumer is, who your follower is, and focus on that. Don't focus too much on what's popular. Focus on what's really going to get you the bang for your buck, you know? Yeah, I think it really comes down to what you are focusing on. And if um, sometimes it's as simple as following a hashtag or, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be a specific platform so yeah, exactly. some people some people like to do that so thanks for that question Melissa appreciate that um, another great question I, that we covered before but it's always good to reiterate uh, how often should somebody post so that's that's a little bit of a difficult question because um, algor- algorithms sorry nowadays whether it be for Instagram Facebook make it a little bit difficult for people to find new content it's not so much about how often you should post this about focus on quality don't focus on quantity that's what i always say if you're really putting out quality content that your people interact with then they're not going to care whether you post three times a day or whether you post one time a week they really want to focus on quality content so that's what i would suggest um and after that after you have that kind of really analyzed then you can kind of mix and match and see what works best for you what days uh, work best for you for posting some days are a little bit stronger because you know people are kind of like out and about and they'll be checking social some other days like mid-afternoon everybody's at work they might not be checking checking social as much so just once you have that really defined once you have your quality content defined see what works best for you it's all trial and error when it comes to social media every single thing is trial and error and the beauty of it being trial and error that if you make a mistake or you post something that you see does not work it's not a big deal it's not like you've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on that post so you kind of just learn from it you take it as a lesson and you adjust for the next time all right awesome Um, another great question we got about facebook ads would you prefer a boosted post or an actual ad so I would suggest actual ads. Actual ads actually give you more bang for your buck, like I was saying, you know, because you can really specify and target certain people. With boosted posts, all you can really do is choose about two or three things, maybe choose location and maybe choose whether you want them to really check out your feed or your web page. But with ads, which is a much, much longer conversation, you can really go into detail about, um, You know, you can specify if you want somebody to see your ad, somebody that, I don't know, checks a specific web page out. You can determine by... Their interests. Their interests, their income, et cetera. So I would suggest just go with Facebook ads. All right, so Facebook ads is the... That's the preferred method. All right, guys, so keep that in mind. Uh, Another great question. Uh, It's a little bit e-commerce-y, but I'm sure you guys could touch on it. Um, SEO. How does somebody get found in Google land? Thank you to Stephanie from Steph the Travel Planner. So, you know, search engine optimization, how do you get found in Google land? SEO is a whole other beast that I feel like we could definitely do a dedicated episode to that. 
I will say this when it, you know, just so we're sticking kind of on the social media topic as it relates to social, being on social media and having a social media presence is instantly going to boost your SEO and just make you a little bit more visible for when people do search you. Um, And then I think just making sure that when you do set up your Instagram, Facebook, whatever platform you go with, when you do set up that page, ensuring that the name of that account matches up with your business Yeah, be consistent throughout. Make sure that you're consistent. Make sure that whatever your Facebook name is for your business Facebook page is also your Instagram name, et cetera. And it'll make make it much easier for people to find you without having to search through like a thousand different type of names. Just be consistent all throughout. You know, Alex is always sitting here in the background when we record this. We said SEO. I watched him perk up. He was so excited. <laughs> Alex, you want to chime in on this? I mean, no, no. <laughs> getting a little shy. <laughs> he, he is bright red. I, I, I've never seen a Latino turn that red in my life. <laughs> All right, Alex. Me too. All right, so yeah, so SEO. I'm glad we have it covered. Now, this is probably the most important question that we received. Um, as it because it, it, it okay. relates to everyone, uh, it definitely relates to all of our all of our agents. Even you know, even I am guilty occasionally. So, how do you really feel about selfies? <laughs> I actually love a good selfie. I think a great selfie can really put you out there with the people, show them how happy you are, how great your day is going, etc. I don't take as many selfies as I used to now because all of my Photography is focused specifically for work, but I think a good selfie can really show that you're out at a great place having fun, etc. And I know Dana loves a good selfie too. I do, and we're actually taking a selfie right now. Okay, so we are mid selfie. Mid selfie. Alex is in the photo. Hold on. Let me move the mic. My arms. Here's here's the one thing I don't like about selfies is I have really short arms. She looks like a little baby T Rex right now. Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post this on the on the Instagram page and the Facebook page of this job sucks. But sure. first, <laughs> let me take a selfie. All right, guys, thank you, <laughs> thank you for uh, answering these questions, and thank you to all the travel advisors who did post questions for yeah, us to read aloud. All great questions too. And if you want to uh, continue to interact with the show, please make sure you follow us uh, on the This Job Sucks. Uh, Instagram, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, all over the place. Make sure you're following us. Follow us on Spotify. We are on uh, SoundCloud. We are on iTunes, everywhere you can everywhere. find uh, the podcasts. The easiest way is really to go to allinagents.com. Slash podcast. Look, yep. Take a look at our podcast page there, and you will see all the links. There it is. But before before we uh, wrap it up, uh, Dana, we've already asked you, so this is just for you, Talia. Please Yay. tell me your this job sucks moment. Um, so I actually have two. My first job sucks moment, which continues to happen every single day, is every time I get to pick up a camera and take a photo, and that's what I'm getting paid for, that to me is a this job sucks moment. I never thought that that'd be something that I'd be doing, so I love that. And then the second one is actually Showstoppers last year. I can't even begin to tell you how much of a Nelly fan I am, so seeing Nelly is my this job sucks moment. Wait, so you mean dressing up as Salt and Peppa with Carolise and I was not this job sucks moment at Showstopper? I mean, you know, it was there, but not no, <laughs> okay, not as big I as Nelly. I would say that trumps Nelly. I'm sorry, but uh, our our dress up was way better than Nelly. I don't think you get my love I for think, Nelly. At I this think there's point. a Whatever. there's a top three here. Okay, <laughs> first there's there's me as Freddie Mercury with a mustache. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then after that. You have salt and pepper. 
And then after that, you have Nelly, because nobody's, I, I don't know if you saw the videos, there, nobody's a bigger fangirl for Nelly than me. Oh, I, yeah, I've seen the videos. Okay. I have videos of you freaking <laughs> out, actually. I absolutely love Nelly. All right. Well, guys, thank you all. Do you have any uh, last parting words, advice for our travel advisors? No, just be smart about your social. Be consistent. Let yourself be known. Don't be afraid. Social is not something you should be afraid of. Like we said, it's a trial and error thing. So if something doesn't work, then you can always continuously evolve and change it up. That's right. So, guys, don't be afraid of social media. It's, it, it is your friend. It is. Right. It is. <laughs> Social is friend, not food. To quote one of my uh, <laughs> one of my favorite uh, movies. So thanks just again. Keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> I got you. Thanks, Dana. <laughs> uh, thanks, Talia. And thank you for listening to the This Job Sucks podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like, share with your friends, and follow us on Facebook at This Job Sucks Podcast, Instagram This Job Sucks Podcast, and Twitter at AIC This Job Sucks. Big shout out to Alex Nemesis for the music and the mixing. And remember, this job sucks.